0: I was one of those people before that would think, oh, 1500 that's a lot. You know, you should be
1: doing fine if you're doing two shoots a week and getting 1500 That's crazy. But when you have the business and all the expenses that come with it, and then you realize how much your time is worth when your time is away from your family, that's when it really just
0: all becomes clear how much you should be charging. <laughs> We have a really great guest for you today. Her name is Shelly Franklin with Franklin Photography, and she's a portrait photographer based in Arizona. We cover quite a bit during this episode, and one thing she shares a lot about is a really successful 50 over 50 campaign she did. This campaign has been her bread and butter when it comes to consistent clients and big sales, and most importantly, she absolutely loves photographing these women over the age of 50 and just making them feel gorgeous. Another thing about Shelly is that she has earned her way to being one of our fellow photographers in the Portrait Masters Awards and Accreditation Program, and she has been in the top 20 photos countless times, not only for her portraits of people, but also for her pet portraits. I really love this interview with Shelly, and I'm excited that you get to learn more about her and her incredible business. Okay, let's get started. Hey, Shelly, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Good. Thanks for being here with me. I'm so excited. Yeah, so you're in Scottsdale, Arizona, is that right? Yes. Okay. So is that somewhere that you've always lived or you know did you grow your business there or is this a new a new spot for you? because I know you recently moved or like when the last two years, I think, right? Right. I did
1: recently move home and studio, but uh, actually the studio I have now is my first like storefront type studio. Um, I was in a building in the um, back of our property before, so I have lived in Scottsdale for 20 years, but I'm originally from Iowa. Okay, gotcha.
0: All right, very cool. Well, you are one of our very first Portrait Masters Fellows, and for people out there who might not know what that means to be a fellow, we have our awards and accreditation program and you can submit photos and you earn points in order to achieve associates masters and fellow and shelly you are one of our very first fellows and i'm not surprised cuz your work is like i feel like you've mastered lighting and posing and everything
1: wow thank you <laughs>
0: you don't feel like that like you've mastered it
1: no not at all i don't think i ever will feel like i
0: have yeah you know i guess that's that's kind of a good way to put it but i feel like you're 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 definitely at a level of like You've got to have some confidence there with what you do.
1: <laughs> I do have confidence now that I can create kind of the images that I'm visioning in my head. But um, I just never know if it's going to work the first try, the second try, the third
0: try. <laughs> right, right. And I mean, of course, we're always learning. If we weren't, that would just be, you know terrible yeah yes, so exactly. I understand that like obviously you're always learning but when when you scroll through your feeds like when I'm looking through your instagram it is like extremely solid like everything nice. the lighting the posing just you know obviously you have a really solid body of work and I'm curious how long you've been a photographer and is this something that you've always done or you know kind of take us back to how it all started for you
1: Okay, um, I think my story is like a lot of other women who are part of Subrice Education in that I really started photographing um, when my daughter was born. She is twelve years old. I've always had a love for photography, and even as a kid, submitted portrait or pictures to like the Iowa State Fair and stuff like that with 4H. Nice. But,
0: um,
1: <laughs> I didn't actually start photographing until after my daughter was born. My husband got me a camera and. I started taking pictures of her and then comparing them to pictures that I was seeing then on the brand new Facebook that photographers were posting. And I was thinking, like, why don't my pictures look good, like their pictures? And so I started doing little tutorials, YouTube tutorials, and then kind of got met local photographers who were a little bit better than me, who used lighting. And so then I would kind of work with them for a little while and have them show me what they knew. And then I would take more tutorials and I just kind of like snowballed. Um, (laughs) I just kept going higher and higher, trying to figure out how to get that next little skill nailed. And then I found Sue Bryce right when she was beginning the very first uh, 12 weeks class. I had not even heard of her before that. And so when I saw that she was going to be doing this class, it was like a once a week, um, you would just log on from home and I I was like, this is what I need. Someone to tell me what I need to do so I can just follow the steps and um,
0: see where it takes me. Wow. Okay. Wait, so your daughter is 12? She is. So it's been 12 years since you picked up a camera. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. But okay. So, so that's interesting. So were you like an outdoor photographer or, you know, like what were you shooting the most of, I guess? I'd say for the first two
1: years, all I did is just take pictures of my child inside the house and then, (laughs) and in our yard and things like that. And then when friends started seeing them, you know, being posted on Facebook, it was like, oh, can you take pictures of my son? And Mm, so mm -hmm. it was just a really good friends. Then I, then I started taking pictures outside at parks or in their yard and it went like that for a couple of years. (laughs) Okay, gotcha. So yeah, I didn't really even consider studio photography until I found Sue.
0: That's so insane because I feel like our first round of the startup, so the 12-week, it's like a 90-day startup challenge if you're listening and you don't know what we're talking about. I feel like we only started that a couple of years ago. I mean, the level of your work, I would have thought you had been doing this (laughs) forever. Oh, thank you. Wow. Thanks. (laughs) So okay, interesting. All right. Wow. All right. So then once you did find, you know, kind of Sue's business model and did the 12 weeks and all of that, is that when you started to grow your business and, and book clients regularly? Um, I wouldn't even say
1: book clients regularly. Like during that first 12 weeks class, I started folio building. I wouldn't say I really started booking clients regularly until about two years ago.
0: Okay. So can you just kind of give people a picture of what does your business look like now? Like, what are you shooting the most? What's your studio like? And just kind of give a little overview of your business and then we can go back and just break it down and how you got to where you're at now.
1: Okay. Right now I have a 1000 square foot studio in Scottsdale in a little strip mall that's kind of smack dab in the middle of a little neighborhood. So it's kind of a a cool setup. It's pretty private. There's not many people that come into the parking lot, but it gets tons of drive-by traffic. So I found this space two years ago. Actually, two years ago right now, I was building it out. I got a little, it was basically like a square cracker box with concrete floors and no walls. And I found it and was able to build it out exactly to my vision, which I had been planning for a couple of years and had blueprints that I had hand drawn myself of exactly what I wanted the lobby to look like Mm -hmm. um, exactly how I visioned the whole thing and I just honestly if you look at the little hand drawing I made and then you walk in and look at the studio they're identical so it's amazing to me that I actually envisioned this and made it happen I photograph right now. Finally, I'm doing what I'm very passionate about, which is photographing women, transformational photo shoots um, to really give confidence and empower
0: women. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about what those photo shoots look like and what that means, like transformation photo shoots and that sort of thing. But so are you then consistently booking now and how many shoots would you say that you do like per week or per month or how does that work for you?
1: Well, this year, I kind of slowed things down for a little while because the end of last year, I got a little overwhelmed taking on too many shoots. So Mm -hmm. right now, I have a max of two shoots a week that I allow myself to do. Um, I don't even like to do two every single week of the month. I like to take one week and maybe just do one because I've been spending more time connecting with the individual clients that I have. And I was finding myself a little too frazzled to touch base with them in the right ways when I was shooting more than twice a week.
0: Yeah, yeah. I can relate to that so much. Any <laughs> more than two a week, and I'm just like a basket case. <laughs> yeah. It's just too much. I just cannot do it. Right. Yeah, I feel you on that. Do you mind sharing with people, because you know, some people might be thinking, well, with what maybe what they are currently charging, that how do you survive only doing two shoots a week or whatever? So are you okay sharing your pricing and maybe just what your average sale is at this point? That's actually such a great question. Um, I just changed my pricing
1: about a month ago because I was not, I was working way too hard for the amount of money that I was making last year. Mm -hmm. And so I have redone my pricing and yeah, I have no problem. Let me actually, it's like, so I have four packages now, six images is 1,200 I know. I think I've been told that that's still too low and I need to increase it more. So I'm not sure how long I'm going to stick with this, but it's definitely a step up from before.
0: So yeah, it's a great starting point for sure.
1: Yeah. I, I had it at 10 for 1200 before, but I changed it to six. And then I have a 12 image package, which is 1700. 18 is 2300. And then a 25
0: image package is 3000. Okay. And so that I just implemented. So Okay, awesome. And then prior to that, what was your average sale? Prior to just raising your prices? So when you were feeling like this is just not, I'm just working too hard for this, what, what was your average then? My average was 1500 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And the reason I wanted to, wanted you to tell us that is I think sometimes people don't realize how much you do truly need to charge in order to be sustainable
1: mm-hmm.
0: with this business. And 1500 might some people might be like what like how is that not enough you know people listening might be like okay <laughs> like that seems like a lot but when you really truly break it down the amount of time you're spending the amount of energy the products everything else that comes along with running business and the cost of doing business 1500 really is not quote unquote that much it's really not and hearing you say that is just proof right there
1: it is so true and i was one of those people before that would think, oh, 1500 that's a lot. You know, you should be doing fine if you're doing two shoots a week and getting 1500 That's crazy. But when you have the business and all the expenses that come with it, and then you realize how much your time is worth when your time is away from your family,
0: mm-hmm. that's
1: when it really just all becomes clear how much you should be charging.
0: Yeah, yeah. Will you share what comes within your packages? Like, are you offering prints or do they get any sort of print products within your packages?
1: Yeah, so the three smaller packages—the six, twelve, and the eighteen—are in Graphy Reveal boxes. I actually do not do the leather ones for those three packages. Um, I've just been doing the—I forget what it's even called—the eco leather. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I've been doing those with the black. Um, I really like how the black looks and looks great in my studio. So, and then I offer USBs that are package separately but those are not in the small package like with the small package you get a link to download your images in the 12 and 18 package there's a usb in addition which I know a lot of people think people don't really use usbs anymore but I was doing a 50 women over 50 campaign last year and I found with people over 50 years old it's much easier to give them the usb than to Mm -hmm. try to explain Mm -hmm. how to do a digital download
0: Yes. Um. Yes. Totally. Oh my gosh. I like on Facebook. I like publicly forgave my mother for all of the times that I was annoyed with her not being able to figure out how to use like the remote control or whatever. Because I I'm just turned forty four and I swear I'm like creeping up on that. Like I couldn't figure out how to download an app to my son's Amazon tablet and I was like ready to throw it in the snow. I was so mad. Anyway, so yes, I think that is such a good service to offer to your clients who are over 50 to give them a USB.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it it worked out much better. And I even made a little video that I can just send them a link to,
0: to explain how to use that because I was getting a lot of text
1: messages.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so smart. So smart, Shelly. So you do have that product overhead. And, And that's the thing too, is like, there's so much time involved with designing the products, ordering the products, getting the shipments in, opening them up, repackaging them for the clients. Like there is, there's a lot to do. And is, is that something you do all of it yourself? I am actually doing everything
1: 100% myself right now, which is kind of making me lose my mind. Not only, I mean, even ordering just the packaging material, the bags mm-hmm. and the tissue paper, because I wanted tissue with my logo on it. And it, it's all coming from all these different places. So you have to log in to, you know, five or six places just to place all of your orders for all of the things you need to get. And Um, Now I'm set. I like pre-ordered everything. I have a little closet in the studio that is completely stocked up. So hopefully by the time I have to reorder again, I'll have someone working for me and it won't be my problem anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I'm not like bringing this stuff up. I'm not trying to make it sound like so daunting because I think sometimes (laughs) are people are like, oh my gosh, to deal with all of that. But what you just said is so important. Once you get a system down and you figure out the products that you love, you figure out the packaging that you love. It really becomes a system, just like anything. And then eventually, you get to hire someone to do it, and everything's wonderful. Or you could be someone who doesn't necessarily want to offer, you know, print products. Like I do so much personal branding that I don't have a lot of print products. So it just whatever works for you, you know, for the listeners out there, whatever works for you, like that's fine. There's so many different ways to do things. It's true. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about your photo shoots in general. So if I were to book a photo shoot with you, Shelly, what would it look like from start to finish?
1: So the first thing I would do is send you the welcome packet PDF that I've created. And it basically just goes over everything that I'm already going to tell you. In your consultation, just so you have a written um, form, because I find with a lot of women when they get nervous, if they have that to read over, it kind of solidifies what we've already gone over and helps them to remember the points that they may have forgotten. But first, I send that out. I tell them to look it over. I set their consultation usually a week to two weeks before their photo shoot. I tell them to come to the studio and bring with them any clothing that they're thinking about using for the shoot or photos of the clothing if it's, you know, going to be a hassle for them to pack everything up. And then I do pretty much now require that they come here now that COVID has calmed down. I was doing them on Zoom for a while, but I like actually having them come into the studio and sit here with me and talk because it just gets rid of so much anxiety that can be there Mm -hmm. if they haven't met me and they haven't been to the studio before the day of the shoot. So they bring their clothes in, we go through them, and now I finally feel comfortable telling them what things I love and what things I don't love that much, (laughs) because I used to have a hard time saying that to people if they wanted to bring a certain thing and I didn't think it was going to photograph right. I didn't know how to talk about that, but Mm -hmm. I've gotten my whole spiel down really well now. So I kind of just am like, yes, this, 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 these are awesome. I'd skip these if we're not going to be able to get through all of them, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) So we just make a plan. I ask them about how they want their hair and makeup and I have them show me pictures of them, um, like at events or whenever they had their hair and makeup in a way that they really liked. And, um, we talk about what they liked about it. I reassure them about my makeup artists and how awesome they are and how they're going to feel fabulous on the day of their shoot. And then just the morning of their shoot, I always start at 1030 just because it's a good me time too. for me. I don't feel
0: rushed in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, same. I start at 1030 as well, always. Yeah, you can
1: get the kids to school without feeling rushed, have time to get to the studio and do all the little special things. Like I have a gold star on the dressing room that I write their name on and a little sign that welcomes them to the studio when they walk in the door. I just like to have all of that prepared. And me and the makeup artist kind of have a few minutes to breathe and talk to each other before they arrive. So we start at 1030. Hair and makeup is an hour. And while they're doing hair and makeup, we play music and I decide what order I'm going to shoot their clothing in and I hang it on the rack in that order. So the makeup artist knows too, because we kind of start out more casual and light and we'll do a couple of looks and then she'll kind of touch up their makeup and make it a little more dark and dramatic if they want to do that. And then we move on. So We have a really good system down now and work together really well as a team. My makeup artist will both stay and assist me during the shoot. So that's super helpful. And we're usually done at the two-hour mark. So it's been working out really well.
0: I feel like we are so similar in this. Everything that you just said is like, (laughs) we're very, very similar. We're done at the two-hour mark. I start casual and light and go to the more dramatic and dark. Like the way that you talk about the clothing, it's so funny because sometimes (laughs) someone will like, I really love this shirt. And I'm like, Oh God, it's like the <laughs> boxiest shirt you've ever seen with fabric that just bunches weird when they sit. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, you know, this is such a beautiful color for you. But the problem is, is it's just, it's one of those shirts that in person, when you're moving around, it looks great, but in photos, not so much. And they're like, Oh, okay. It's <laughs> like, like I'm always trying to find a way to say like, Oh my gosh, no, you can't wear this yeah. <laughs> one. But yeah. So, so how many outfits do they do through the shoot? Last year, it was
1: crazy. If They they tend to always bring way more stuff, which is cool because I guess it's better to have more than not enough. But uh, I've gotten to the point I just tell them to bring four now because I'm pretty sure they're going to bring a couple of extra anyway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I tell them four. We go over four and plan four, and pretty much they always bring about six.
0: (laughs) Okay, gotcha. Yeah, very cool, very cool. Okay, so from there, you do your own retouching. Right, Mm -hmm. because you said you do everything yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty wild to do everything.
1: I've been trying to outsource the retouching. I found somebody that I've used just a tiny handful of times more, but I find myself going back and forth more over like what else needs to be done or changed or not. It's not ready when I get it to just put my little touches on it and be done. I actually end up going back in and doing more skin, and it doesn't make it worth it to
0: me. So I'm still figuring that out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that makes sense. I mean, it is, it is, you've got to find the right retoucher that works for you. And it's, it's, I've talked about this before, how it's almost like interview, you have to like interview people and, and work with them to make sure they're doing exactly what, what you want. Cause what you want might be different from what another photographer wants. So it can take time right. for sure. Yeah. All right. So then how do you do your viewings? You know, when people come back to see their photos or do you do it online, how, how does that process work for you? I avoid doing any kind of viewings online. I do bring them back. And
1: usually when they're leaving the day of their shoot, when they're still really excited about what we've just done, I try to pull up the calendar and set the date for them to come back. I find not only does it solidify it on their calendar, but it makes me get my editing done in time instead of putting it off. (laughs) I always know like I have this many more days before I have to show them. So it really, it helps me move along. Not that I'm a procrastinator, but I just always find other things that I might want to do instead business wise. But as long as I have their name on the calendar, I know that I'll get it done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's how I am too in my head. I'm like, it's swear, everything you're saying. I'm like, oh my (laughs) gosh, we're so, so similar in this like whole thought process. Okay. That's awesome. All right. So they come back in and then do you have like a A wall that you put the photos up on that we might call a reveal wall. If you're an SBE, I'm sure you've heard that term, reveal wall. Or, you know, what does that look like?
1: I love the idea of a reveal wall. And I think that I'm going to put one back in my studio for the future. I don't currently have one, I took it out. I've been doing my reveals digitally. I use Pixie Set. And just load their images onto there. Because what works well for me, I edit a lot, mostly from home for a few different reasons. But the internet at my studio hasn't been that great. And I'm in the process of getting some stuff fixed. So I edit from home a lot. And then I just throw the images into a Pixie Set gallery. And it's cool because then I can run the five minutes down the street to my studio, just pull up Pixie Set here and they're here rather than, you know... I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it makes it easy because they can look through the images and they can heart the ones that they love. Like they get here, I show them like how the software works and how to, to like the images that they love. And I tell them, take their time when they get done looking at all of them, then I can take them to the gallery of just the ones they loved. And it's kind of cool because I'll just go sit back and I have music playing. I go back and start working on my stuff while they're just sitting here looking and we talk and chat and they talk about what photos they love and like why they love certain things and don't like other things. And then when they're done and they tell me that they've looked through it all and I come over, I hit the, there's like a little green dot on the heart and I hit that and it tells you like how many images that they have loved. And I always love seeing that first number. (laughs) Yeah, that's
0: awesome. All right. So let's back up a little bit. Let's talk about how are you getting all of these clients. And I also want to hear about your 50 over 50 campaign. So, so maybe, maybe just start in general with how you're doing your marketing. And then maybe we can talk about some of the details of the campaign. Sure. Um, so
1: I pretty much last year did everything with Facebook ads. I did the 50 over 50 campaign. I've been using Facebook ads for a lot of years without very much success at all. Um, the 50 over 50 campaign was the first campaign I did that really got just like a ton of leads immediately. It was a little bit surprising, but it's honestly just like a faucet when I need clients or when I need to start talking to more people and book out three months in advance. I just go turn it back on and wake up in the morning and there's a bunch of people that want to talk to me. So wow. Yeah. I turn the ad on and off. It can be overwhelming sometimes because Obviously so many more people are interested in it than actually end up booking. So Mm -hmm, every mm -hmm. call for me is like a good 15 minute call to chat with these women. And it's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) That part is really hard, but I've gotten it down now. I think, I guess, I don't know if that's what the funnel is where you're trying to like get all of the people that might be interested and you whittle it down by sending them. Now I send them like my pricing, they get everything And that pretty much eliminates a lot of people right at the get-go. And then the ones who stay with it and are still interested are the ones that I call and talk with. Last year's 50 over 50, I was able to finish all 50 women in 2020, even with the shutdown. So that was exciting. Couldn't have the big celebration I wanted to have at the end, but I'm trying to make up for that. I did set up like an art gallery at the studio. And any of the women who wanted to come by and bring their family could come by. So we did that one weekend. Pretty much just everybody came by. I made a cool video about it, about the project, and interviewed a bunch of the ladies. They've been an amazing source of referrals for me because everybody was just really happy with their experience. And they're out there. Uh, It's funny. They're raving about me, I guess, because a couple of them have met each other all the way across town in like a nail salon (laughs) because one overheard the other talking to some woman about this awesome photo shoot she did. And I'm like, that is so good. (laughs) I just love hearing that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They're all 50 out there now talking about me and it's the best advertisement ever.
0: Oh, yeah. Sue has talked about that before, how women over 50 are the demographic that is are least marketed to it, but they are the demographic that have the most money to spend, mm-hmm. <laughs> generally. Obviously, I'm, you know, this is a generalization. Sure. But it's almost like when women hit 50, they're just forgotten about. And they are the ones who have built a nest egg and who are ready to celebrate. There's something about—I mean, granted, I'm only 44, but turning 40 was so empowering to me, and I cannot wait to turn 50. And hell yes, I'm going to book a photo shoot to celebrate that. Like, <laughs> don't you feel like there's just something? I, I mean, obviously, you just photographed 50 women over 50. Did you find that there was a confidence there, or was it were they still, you know, nervous and dealing with self value issues, like? overall? How, how did you find that experience?
1: Nikki, the experience was so much more than I can even describe in words. When I started out, I wasn't looking at it like I look at it now. I was just, oh, this will be a way to get clients in and, you know, bums on seats. But 10 or 12 shoots into the 50, I realized the impact that this was having on women And how important it was to them for a multitude of reasons. Some of them um, were the real confident, strong, empowered women. But you have the opposite end of that also, where you have a woman in front of you who is very nervous about doing this, has never done anything like it, and is just desperately looking to see herself beautiful in a photo. And when you show her the back of the camera, she just breaks down
0: in happy tears. It's like you realize the impact then. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm it makes me wonder like if some women have just never felt that beautiful before, you know, I, it's, I don't know, but it just makes me wonder. It does make me wonder too. I actually know from my own
1: experience, which is kind of why my passion has always lied with photographing women, not so much just over 50, but of any age because as a young adult, I was extremely insecure And I was going through a terrible divorce with two little boys, single mom. And I had met a photographer who she had photographed me and she was talking to me because I know she saw all of those insecurities in me that somehow I thought people didn't see, I guess. But she took time and sat on her back patio and was talking to me about, it's strange, just thinking about the way you're sitting and the confidence that you exude and just it was a random talk. And then we went down, she did my makeup, she photographed me and it impacted my life so much because I didn't realize just how low and how down I was. Mm -hmm. And like that whole experience to me gave me the confidence to like, even just say yes to going on a date because I would never have even gone out with anyone. I was just so, just so low. And Mm -hmm. that little tiny photo shoot that we did that day really changed the way I looked at myself and it sounds kind of funny and I know people can think it's cheesy to say um oh this you know photo shoot changed my life it was so empowering but it honestly was the first step to me making a lot of changes
0: yeah yeah you never know who you're impacting through this and some people might verbalize it more than others but when someone can come back to you and tell you like exactly what you said I'm sure like like have you ever told a photographer that I have? I'm still, I still
1: speak with her via Facebook sometimes. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. One of my most memorable clients, Tammy, she was, I think 55 or 56. This was when I was first starting out. She was like one of my, maybe like my seventh or eighth full paying clients. And she was just so fun. And Afterwards, she hadn't even seen her photos yet, but she said straight after the photo shoot, she felt so alive and so beautiful that she ended up buying a bicycle and, and booking this like bike sort of trip. Wow. And then booked a couple other like weekend adventures. She was like, something about my experience with you just made me feel alive again. She was kind of Aww. in a darker place when she went through it. Yeah. And then when she saw the photos, there was a photo I took of her and she's kind of like looking to the side and she's laughing. And she said she printed that photo and put it, framed it, and put it on her desk because she hadn't seen herself laughing in so long, Aww. and she just wanted to see herself that way. And I was like, wow! It just made me feel so good for you know for for people. You hear people say sometimes like, oh, it's like they get hair and makeup done and then it's not real, and you do this photo shoot or whatever. But right, you know, everyone has an opinion, and that's okay. And the clients that choose to book us. It 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 truly can be life changing. It really is. It can. Yeah, very cool. So I know someone out there is is like Nikki. Ask her about the ads. Like, can you tell me (laughs) about the Facebook ads and just you know just a general overview of how you do them and who you target? Well, obviously you're targeting women over fifty. But what what does it look like?
1: Yeah, I target women over fifty and the sixty five plus. Like you know, I guess anything over. There's like two categories. It's the fifty plus or to 65 and over is the ones that I select. And then I choose an area. Um, I think I did like 35 miles from my studio as like the center point. And then I did select like the top 10% of the income. Although I'm not really sure how they do that because I know for a fact that it got served up to a lot of people who are in different areas. It's kind of confusing to me, the whole Facebook thing.
0: It's- it is. It's so confusing. It's like I'm to bang my head against the wall every time I'm trying to create one. And then I just stop and I'm like, Ugh, okay, I'll just go back to my old reliable marketing
1: system. <laughs> well, I definitely, I'm, I'm working on other things because it, it is strange and they change it all the time. And then I just kind of thought of the things that I like. You know how it has the interests, like you can target interests. So I targeted interests that are interests that I have because I'm thinking like I am the avatar for the client I want, right? Oh, are you 50? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am this year. Oh, nice. Very cool. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought that. Thank you. But you know, I like fashion, beauty. So I just kind of went through and selected the interests that I like, targeted my area, top 10% of income.
0: And I think that's about it. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. And then as far as, you know, what do they get or or what do they have? Do they have to spend a certain amount or do they just participate and get one photo? You know, some people do it that way. How do you do do this campaign?
1: Yeah, that's what I've been doing. And I know a lot of people just do one print, but I actually was doing one print and they also get the corresponding digital. It's web-sized, but I found that a lot of the women doing the 50 over 50 wanted one of their looks to be like a headshot because they need it for work. And I've heard a few schools of thought some photographers are like, I don't want my 50 over 50 ladies to want headshots. Like they can do a headshot photo shoot then. But I feel like I want to tailor it to their life and what they need. So if what they need right now, one of their four looks is a headshot, then I'm all about it. And if they want to mm-hmm. come and get their print and digital and then use that headshot on LinkedIn or wherever they're needing a headshot, that's fine. I'm pretty sure like if I do an amazing job and do my job right, they're going to end up purchasing more. So yeah, exactly, it's good to give them what they're looking for. So I offer the print and the digital and um, it's $300. And that includes the professional hair and makeup. I tell them four looks and the pre-session consultation as well as the reveal session. So that's what they get for their 300 And I have it down pretty much now once I have my leads in and I call them and talk to them on the phone. If it's someone who's actually interested after seeing my pricing, it's not a problem for me to just be able to book them and get their credit card over the phone for the 300, like pretty much every time. Yeah. So now it's pretty easy for me to just get them booked right over
0: the phone and they're
1: super excited and they can't wait to come here. So
0: it's been really good. Ah, that's so awesome. So, so I've heard people say like, well, I don't want to do a campaign because what if they just take their one photo and that's it? And it's like, oh, but what if they buy your biggest package? Right. <laughs> so uh, do you find that the majority of people actually purchase more or are a lot of people just walking away with their one photo? Uh,
1: the majority of people did purchase more. I think I had five women who purchased my largest package. And then there's a varying degree. Like, There were quite a few women who only purchased three more. or So that did happen. But one of the interesting things that I found is... Three of the women in particular, I'm thinking of right off the top of my head, that were the women who couldn't really afford that much more, took their one image and maybe bought another one or two. They're like my biggest fans now. Mm -hmm. And they're out there just telling so many people. And not only that, but I seem to have connected with them somehow. Like you would think if they just took their one photo and left, that you'd kind of be like, eh. But I mean, these women had personalities larger than life. And I just connected with them and it's okay that they could only get that one photo because I know they would have bought more if they could have. And that's kind of what you get. Like that's (laughs) when you're reaching out to 50 women and you bring 50 women in, you're not going to get 50 people that all buy your large package. It's an average. And the connections that you make sometimes with the people who can only take that one image can lead to so much more down the road. I'm still holding on to hope for that because I have them sharing that one image and just, you know, talking up the experience. One girl is, she did like a write-up in this little blog thing that she does. So I I think it's okay. It all works out for a reason.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's God. That's such a good way to look at it is there's always something that can come out of it. Even if you don't make a sale, and gosh, those referrals, those word of mouth, when a happy woman tells her friends and family about you, it's priceless. It, it comes back to you tenfold. So if, if people are listening and they do get a no sales, you know, it's, a, it's okay. Or just that someone takes the one photo or whatever. I, I love your attitude around that. That's so awesome.
1: Yeah, it, it may not have been that way at first, but after going through the whole first project that I did and looking back now, I'm seeing things really in a different light, much different. Like one of the ladies who took her one image, she ended up passing away. Oh, and wow. I just feel like she was here in the studio. She knew she had three months to live. She had the best time here ever. And she told me straight up that I was taking her obituary photo and that I better do a damn good job. And oh, we, no no we pressure, Shelly. <laughs> right. But we had so much wow. fun and her presence was just so light and bright and beautiful and all of those things i don't know they they impact you as a photographer and i think i do a better job now because of meeting her and working with her because mm-hmm. i saw mm-hmm. some of the things that i did for her and like her family it, it's just all for a reason you know
0: yeah absolutely absolutely it's interesting with the whole obituary thing because i've had several clients either come back to me and say you know like from a mother daughter shoot for example that they used when their mom passed away that they used the photos for their you know funeral photo, and it's like, oh my gosh it's it's so hard to think about, but it's also you know they were just so grateful to have those photos to be able to display you know at a time when their mom was feeling beautiful or that woman was feeling beautiful, so yeah, right
1: it is hard, but it's also like the greatest honor think about mm-hmm. you know truly funeral photo like of course you want that to be good. So that's the greatest honor when they use a photo that we've taken.
0: Yeah. You know, I want to switch gears for a second because I know there's another part of your photography business that is really cool, which is pet photography. (laughs) So I'm wondering, I I was scrolling through your website looking at all these different pet photos and I'm just dying at like, (laughs) oh, they're just so adorable. I mean, everything from like a hamster and a little (laughs) cup to a turtle and, you know, ducks And chickens and dogs and cats and everything. (laughs) So, but they're they're expertly done. I mean, they aren't. These aren't just like you know iPhone snaps. Like these are portraits. And I'm so curious if there's a market for that. Have you found, and what that looks like?
1: Initially, that was what was coming to me, which was sort of frustrating when I'm wanting to photograph women and then. I have this beautiful studio with velvet furniture and then everyone who's contacting me has a dog and then there's dog hair all over the velvet. (laughs) But somehow the animal photography, it wasn't something that I intended on doing. They kind of picked me. I didn't pick them and I love it. It is my creative, the whole creative part of me goes into that. I don't know why when it's with an animal, I can think of just different (laughs) I don't know, different scenarios. I get really creative and I don't have to try. It just happens. Um, So I did have and was marketing to um, the pets prior to COVID. Um, I used to, there's a few different no-kill shelters and like a senior dog shelter that I sponsored Mm -hmm. events with. And I would set up a table there. And I did have quite a few clients come from that as well as another charity, Animal Rescue, heard about me through that, and they have hired me, I want to say, three times in the last year to do photos for their website. Um, Oh,
0: that's so awesome.
1: Yeah, so there's definitely a market for it, and I would like to get... Kind of back into that again, um, once we're able to I just don't really know how to market to it like at the moment, plus, I was so busy with the 50 over 50 that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have time for it, but it is where my creativity lies, so I definitely want to, to do that again. And uh, the one woman who I booked through one of the shelters at like an event, she's come back to me four times in the last year and a half. Um, the first, and because and she had three different dogs, she brought them all for individual photo shoots, not together, all for individuals. And she bought like my medium package. On the plus side oh, of that, nice. she also came back for maternity photos. She also came back for four generations photos. So it's been a really good source of meeting really good people.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. Good for you. And obviously something you're passionate about with the no-kill shelter and everything. So it's yeah. like... Very cool. Well, we'll have to circle back. Once you get that up and running again, let me know. And then maybe we can do another episode just talking about, you know, your pet photography.
1: Yeah. I'm actually, I've been doing a little bit of mentoring with pet photography because, so I have to ask you a question, Nikki. Sure. (laughs) When you look at my website and you're looking at the pages and you look at the people and then you click to the pets, do you notice a profound difference between the photographs of people and the photographs of pets. I'm just curious.
0: <laughs> well, the, the pets seem to have more like, and I'm guessing sometimes I think that a photo is composite, but it's done so well that it's not, but it almost looks like there's more composited and that I'm wondering if you're using different lighting with pets. Like, are you using strobes with pets and natural light with people? I use natural light and strobes with both pets and people. Okay. Okay. So I kind of do a combo at the composited sort of, it's almost like there's more storytelling going on with the pets or something.
1: Yeah. Well, when I first started doing the photography and we had the first round of the Portrait Masters, I submitted a bunch of images of people that I worked really hard on, like doing stylized shoots. But I mean, this is when I was brand, brand new, right? Mm-hmm. So I did styled shoots. I had friends come in and model and submitted everything with high hopes. And Well, I actually have gotten a silver award for every round of the Portrait Masters to date. Awesome. But the ones I worked so hard on didn't really do great. Didn't even reach professional standard way back when. And then the light test that I sent in kind of as a joke of my husband's dog got a silver award. (laughs) And so I was like, well, at first it actually made me kind of mad for a second. And then I thought, okay, fine. And that's when I started doing pictures of other pets. Like I took pictures of my other dog and my friend's dogs and whatever other animals, my daughter's hamster, which you mentioned. So I started just doing that because I was like, okay, then if that's my thing. And I submitted a whole bunch. And then I had so many in like the top 20, the next round, I just almost fell
0: over. I've recognized so many of them. I was like, oh, yep, that won an award. Oh, yep, that won an award. Oh, yep.
1: It's crazy. Like, it somehow is my strength, I guess, against what I wanted it to be my strength. But I just thought the universe was trying to tell me something. And I ran with it and started photographing pets. And they still, when they come to me now, it's still the most fun. And some people will say, like, how do you do it? A lot of people have reached out to me asking for tips or asking if I mentor Pet photography, which I kind of started doing and creating a class, but it just hasn't been like the most important thing on my list right now. But my pet shoots are quick and easy, they're in and out in an hour. And then there's no hair and makeup, yeah, (laughs) yeah, there's just that much cleaning of the studio after, right?
0: Yeah, 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 totally. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Yeah, it's funny because when it comes to awards, it's like I think some people do it for the competitive aspect of it. And some people just really want to get their accreditation or whatever. And, and yeah, I mean, obviously you do so well with it, with the pets. So why not? It's, yeah. yeah.
1: It is fun. It's, they're my creative things that I do for me. And that's the cool thing. There's a, the charity down the street. Um, They have a, it's like an exotic animal rescue. So all of the really crazy pets that you see, like a porcupine or hedgehog, all of the things like that—they're yeah. from
0: this one particular charity that okay. that has been. That hired. makes so much sense because I'm thinking, who has these <laughs> pets that they're wanting to come in and spend all this money on? Like I was just like, <laughs> wow! So that's why I was so I was so curious about it. So that makes so much sense then yeah. that there's the exotic pet rescue, and I love that there is that organization. Yeah, sometimes I'm really like, cool. really? Why are you trying to have a porcupine as a pet? Like, this not... <laughs> like The poor porcupine needs to be outside in the woods. and Right. So. It's just one of those
1: unfortunate things. There's a lot of people out there that have animals like that as pets, and then that has babies. And the next thing you know, there's all these little animals that have never been in the wild that you just can't release back into the wild. True. Because yeah, true. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. There's this one photo you did that I remember. It's it's both of a young girl and I don't know if it's her dog or a rescue dog where the dog's like wearing a hat and she's taking a Polaroid. Like yes, it's lazy. her dog. Oh, my gosh. I love that. That had to have won something.
1: Yeah, I think that was second place, not just the last round, but the one before that in the pet category.
0: Yeah. And again, the fact that you've only been doing this this style for a couple of years, I mean, you truly have come so far. And obviously everyone goes at their own pace. You know, some people work at it for a decade and they're still not where they want to be with their business or whatever. And obviously I know you're still growing and learning and all that as well, but it just goes to show when you really put your head down and and work hard and do what you need to do, you can do this in a relatively short amount of time.
1: It doesn't seem like a short time at at the time, of course, but when you look back, (laughs) of course, when you're (coughs) knee deep in it. I think Sue said something in the very beginning that really affected me is like, don't look at the end of the road and all the things you have to do, just look at the next step and do that Mm -hmm. step. And then the next step. And honestly that her saying that alone took me from being a person who just photographed events because that way I didn't have to talk to anybody because I'm pretty introverted. So as long as I had a camera in my hand, it would look like I was busy doing something and nobody would try to talk. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. To like, now I'm able to just call up strangers who have filled out the form on my website and, how, engage in conversations with them that get them excited and make them want to come be here and and be photographed by me. So I can't even believe how far I've come, just like in
0: the last three years. Oh, it's so remarkable, and, and like you said, it, that is like the the step by step sort of thing. That's like the backbone of the startup, the ninety day cha- startup challenge, because that's exactly what we're trying to say: is this is a step by step process. If you do one thing each day, even if it's something as small as making one phone call, sending one email, you know, just something each day Mm
1: -hmm.
0: to, you know, practice lighting on your pet, you know, just something each day, eventually you're going to, you're going to get to where you want to be. You're going to move forward. And like we have checklists for people for each week of things to check off that's going to help them move forward with growing their business. And that really is the backbone of it. Like this is a marathon, not a sprint. I mean, obviously some people are running the marathon way faster than others, but exactly what you said, it's one step at a time. And when you, when you just take small bites as opposed to, what is that saying about something about eating an elephant, which I hate this expression, <laughs> it's so weird. But yeah, that's really what it comes down to is one bite, one step at a time.
1: Mm -hmm. There's a saying that um, I actually had printed in my office when I first started, little by little, one walks far. And I find myself thinking of that all the time, too, whenever I'm doing something that doesn't feel that important, but it's something I I need to do. It's one of the steps. (laughs) Yeah. I just remember that saying.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for sharing everything with us and being so transparent about just your campaign and what you do. And yeah, I really encourage everyone just to check out Shelly's work. Where can people find you online if they're looking for you? You can find me at
1: franklinphotographyaz.com. I'm also on Instagram at franklinphotographypets or franklinphotographyaz and Facebook under franklinphotography. Perfect.
0: Cool. And then I have a couple questions that I always ask at the end and I'm wondering if you'll answer those for me. Sure. Number one is what is something you can't live without when you're doing a photo shoot?
1: Something I can't live without during a photo shoot is a hair tie on my wrist because I have (laughs) gobs and gobs of hair, and I really get like an adrenaline kind of sweat going on when I'm shooting, and (laughs) um, I've learned to embrace that. It's not a nervous sweat. It's an excited sweat, and uh, I just have to have that hair tie there. So when it starts the back of my neck and the back of my hair is soaking wet, I can just flip it up into a ponytail and keep going.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I can relate to that. That's for sure. Okay. Number two, how do you spend your time when you aren't working?
1: Pre-COVID, my husband and family and I like to travel a lot, but lately uh, it's just been kind of like, I love to work out, spend time with my husband. I have three sons and my 12 year old daughter So, just lots of family time.
0: Yeah, awesome. Gosh, you had your hands full when your boys were young, I bet.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's great. (laughs) It was awesome.
0: I have two young boys and I'm like oh my gosh I cannot imagine having three (laughs) but you just do it right and it becomes more fun eventually yeah well I have to say
1: all three boys together were a little easier than my one daughter by herself
0: (laughs) really okay okay I've heard that about (laughs) girls like us women us girls we can be we can be a handful too yeah (laughs) okay number three what is your favorite inspirational quote
1: this is a hard one for me because I'm one of those 365 quotes calendar kind of girls. Oh, um, nice. but, <laughs> but I think my favorite would be um, by somebody, you know, you'll laugh, who's very dear to my heart, um, Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. And he said, you've already won this world because you're the only one who
0: can be you. Oh, I love that.
1: Yeah. It was impactful to me as a really small child. And I think it's impactful for me still today. And that's what they say is your superpower, right? That nobody else can be you. And that's when you're selling a photo shoot. Like why does someone choose you over someone else? It's just because of you. So that's it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Perfect. It's a great quote. All right. And number four, what would you say to people who are just getting started? Um, I would say not to take anything too seriously that the people
1: nearest and dearest to you say they're well-meaning and they think they're being helpful. But I think I got some of the worst advice from the people who love me the most. And the people who love me the most at many times seem to be the least supportive or the ones who would tell me that I was dreaming too big or thinking foolishly. Um, mm-hmm. because they don't know. They don't know what you can
0: do until you show them. So totally. Just totally. Try not to take things personal. <laughs> yeah, that's their limits, not yours. Right. Yeah. That's fantastic advice, Shelly, for sure. For sure. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you again. And I'm going to check back with you about pet photography at some point. I'd love to hear more yes. about that. And yeah. And again, just thank you for being so transparent and sharing, sharing everything you do. And Yeah, I can't wait to see what else you create. Are you going to enter the next round of awards? I think the open next date starts May 15th, actually.
1: Absolutely. I'm going to have to plan something. I I usually plan shoots for um, what I want to submit rather than client work. I know last time I just submitted client work, but I want to plan something. I have a really fun idea in mind, and I have been studying Richard Wood's creative portrait series, preparing to put together something really amazing, so...
0: <laughs> Ooh, I can't wait to see what it is. Yeah, so like our our bonus category is um different, you know, we just started it last time obviously, and this round it is self-portraits, and which I find incredibly difficult. Some people are so good at it, but I've challenged myself to do a self-portrait. And I'm doing it on May 10th, so I have 5 days to get it in. Oh no, actually I don't have 5 days. I have until June 15th to get it done. Oh, okay. the submissions open on the 15th, <clears throat> close on June 15th. Oh my gosh. I was putting all this pressure on myself to get it done. <laughs> like back now. That's me back a now.
1: tough one. Self portraits. I don't know if it I could is.
0: pull that off. It's so hard. I'm just not, I'm not very easy to photograph as it is. And some people are like, Oh, whatever. You're so photogenic. And I'm like, no, nope. it takes a really good photographer to get a great photo out of me. Truly like Wow. I look at some of these people who can like bust out a selfie, no problem. It takes me like <laughs> 300 photos. To, I'm like in the camera, I'm so awkward, but I know <laughs> you sound <laughs> like a client. <laughs> I do, I do sound like a client. Maybe that's why I like can connect so well and just I have such great relationships with my clients and everything because I just feel like I know how they feel. <laughs> but anyway. All right. Well, thank you again. And I will see you online until we talk again. All right. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs, I mean truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's suebriceeducation.com.